Shine it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,350. Why shine it up instead of rev it up? Because this week, I'm celebrating the 69th annual Pebble Beach Concord Elegance that takes place on Sunday, August 18th at the Lodge at Pebble Beach in California. I'm proud to say that Cars Yeah is a sponsor of this prestigious event. To learn more, go to pebblebeachconcord.net. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Do you know the best way to protect your vehicle, both the exterior and the interior, is with a car cover. I've been using Covercraft car covers since 1975. That's right, 1975. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft has been manufacturing premium quality exterior and interior covers for over 50 years with a stellar reputation for durability and design. They're the world's largest manufacturer of custom patterned vehicle covers that are crafted to fit over 80,000 patterns and growing. They are the only cover I'll put on my vehicles. You can choose from a wide variety of fabrics, styles, colors, and more. From full cover designs for factory to custom-made vehicles, plus convertible top covers, trucks, truck cab coolers, motorcycles, scooters, ATVs, trailers, campers, personal watercraft, and a wide variety of custom features. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark sent you. That's Covercraft.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special returning guest, calling in from beautiful Pebble Beach, California, Sandra Button. Hey, Sandra, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I better be buckled up, Mark, because it's, uh, the train has left the station, that's for sure. No doubt, no doubt, absolutely. Sandra Button has been the chairman of the Pebble Beach Concours d'Elegance since 2002. She was the executive director for decades prior and has helped to inspire and guide the growth of the collector car hobby in a truly global celebration of the automobile. Sandra participates and officiates automotive events from Asia and the Middle East to South America. She and her husband, Martin, have an eclectic collection of automobiles that they drive in events, including the Mille Miglia, the 1000 Million Sport Argentina, the London to Brighton Veterans Car Run, and many, many others. She's a member of the Royal Automobile Club, the Classic Car Club of America, and the Motor Press Guild, along with the Society of Automotive Historians. So, Sandra, welcome back to Cars Yeah! Today, we're going to do something very different than my normal shows. We're going to have you share with the listeners some news about the Concours and some of the many exciting automobiles you and your team will share on the 18th green. So welcome back to Cars Yeah! Well, thank you. I'm really pleased to be back again, and I can't believe it's my third time. Wow. I know. There are very few people who have been in the show three times. I can count them on one hand. So you're in an elite group of Cars Yeah! alumni here, and I'm very happy to have you back. I want to start with an overview of this year's event. Talk about how many cars people will enjoy and I understand this year we're going to see more cars on the lawn that have traveled from overseas than ever before. So give us kind of a, an overview of what we can expect to see in a few weeks here in Pebble Beach. Well, that Sunday in August is always amazing. But this year, we're, 
I was kind of surprised. I knew we had a lot of cars from all over the world, but fully a quarter of the 200 cars that we have coming are from overseas. So uh, 50 cars from all over, Japan, Hong Kong, Thailand, Little Liechtenstein, Argentina, of course, and Australia. So, you know, just to mention a few, and of course, all over Europe and Canada and, and Mexico, of course. It's absolutely amazing. One of the things that when I go to the event, and this will be my 31st year going in a row, going to Pebble Beach, I'm starting to feel a little old there. But one of the things I look at when I'm walking around and when you see those beautiful placards on the front of the cars that describe them and where the people are, I can't even imagine, now you travel extensively around the world, you know these people, of what it takes to prepare a car, number one, but to get it here is enormous. And I understand that uh, you're going to probably have some, uh, I was talking to your uh, colleague there, Candace, about a special tent to help some of the people that maybe don't have big teams and big rigs to help them with their cars. Yeah, you know, we put up a rather large tent to hold any international entrant that wants a place to prepare their car. You know, if you can imagine, you you maybe put your car on a transport and it was shipped via ocean freight. And you, the last time you saw the car was, you know, maybe six weeks ago, sometimes eight. And then all of a sudden it arrives to Pebble Beach and, you know, they've got to get it ready for the show. And most of the time when you ship those cars, air freight, you have to take all of the fuel and everything out of them that we're going to have some busy owners and their team. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I remember last year having some of the cars of the Maharaja and meeting some of the people from India that had brought their cars so far and talking with them. What would you say is one of the most interesting places that a car has come from or maybe will be coming from for this year's event? Well, I mean, so many Bentleys coming, and I know one car coming from Australia I think it's sort of making a world tour. I just saw the owners and their car at the Concours that happened a few weekends ago in Monaco. Sadly, we were there during the 110 degree heat. So not only the judges, the owners and the cars were all suffering the heat a little bit. But this is a pretty cool Bentley that by the time it's done, I think it'll have been around the world. Wow, it's amazing. Well, we're going to touch on Bentleys in a little bit because I know they're close and near and dear to your heart, right? They are. Yeah, I know that. Let's talk a little bit about, I think, one of the most important things about the Pebble Beach Concours, and that's people. One of the things that I love about attending the event every year are all the people that I get to see again. It feels like a giant family reunion. I meet so many new people. I meet people from all over the world. It's absolutely fantastic. But charities are the things that are most important, I know, to you guys. And this important part of the Pebble Beach Concord Elegance is raising money to help others. And I know that you hit a new high last year. So I'd love for you to share what that new high was, what the charitable total has exceeded, because it's an astronomical number, and also about who benefits from these money raised from all these delicious and desirable cars showing up and all the people as well. Well, you know, Mark, all the money that's raised at Pebble Beach for the Pebble Beach Concord Elegance stays right here on the Monterey Peninsula. And I think that's really important because you can imagine the impact of Car Week with traffic and parking and all the things that happen uh, locally that, you know, car crazy people are having a great time, but maybe not everybody who lives here is. I have a cousin who lives there and he's like, I get out of town when all you guys show up, but it's good for me because I get to stay at his house. So, <laughs> Oh, good for you. 
But last year we did hit a record. It was $2.1 million that was raised for the local community. And really, I mean, it goes to some great charities. Our local Boys and Girls Clubs of Monterey County serves thousands of meals every summer to kids who need a place to go. And in addition, they do the same thing all during the school year. They really help a lot of kids in need, and they make sure that every child gets a meal before they go home each day. So it's, it's amazing to support them. The Kinship Center, you know, helps kids find their forever homes, whether they're, you know, in the foster care system or needing, you know, adoption as an infant and amazing group of people. And then we're kind of lucky in Monterey County that we still have a county hospital. So anyone can go to Natividad and get care, anyone. So um, we support Natividad, our local community hospital, Montage Health, and the big hospital in Salinas Valley Memorial Hospital Foundation. And last but not least, the longest charity that we've had is the United Way of Monterey County, and they've been with the event for decades. Yeah, it's incredible. And I understand that donations go to a total of over 80 local organizations serving people's needs. Again, to me, this is fantastic because when you go to Pebble Beach, I mean, it's very affluent. The people there are very affluent. And you kind of think, oh, what does this community need? Everybody here must be really, really rich. But there's a lot of, of needs there. There's a lot of people that live there that need things. And the fact that you've been supporting this and the fact that you raised $2.1 million, are you going to try to beat that this year? Oh, of course. You know how that goes. Well, our overall total is $27 million. And so I'm, I don't think we'll get to 30 million in, in this one year, but I'm, I'm really hoping we'll beat the, the 2.1 million. And, uh, you know, some of that money goes to scholarships too. So um, that's a way that we can give back to the automotive hobby as well. Well, I want to talk about these scholarships. Nice segue there because you fund several scholarships. There's been one that's been consistent. It's uh, based around the memory of the great Phil Hill. And there's a new one this year. So talk a little bit about these scholarships and the importance of these. I know it's tied into, in one case, McPherson College. And I've had some students from McPherson on the show and some people from the college on the show. So talk a little bit about scholarships as relating to Pebble Beach Concord. Well, you know, the automotive restoration students at McPherson are really wonderful. And we, I've had some work for me directly here as interns. And it's really great to meet the students when they come and see them move on and actually work for some of our collectors and get a firsthand look into, wow, you know, this is why I work so hard on this car or I'm learning how to do that. And the end result being the car being shown at Pebble Beach. So it's, it's kind of a, an interesting combination of moments for these students. And it's important to all of us in the hobby because we need more people that have these skills. So I think the scholarships give back, not just to the students, but to the hobby in general. And you, you spoke about the Phil Hill Scholarship, but also recently after we lost our long-term chairman, Jay Human, and he was our chairman emeritus for a number of years, a couple of decades, we now have a new scholarship in his honor, the Jules, Jay, and Sally Human Scholarship. And the two of them did so much for the event. And Jay, you know, was actively involved for 30 years and then another decade as the chairman emeritus. So uh, pleased to see our new recipient attending the show this year. Absolutely. I had Amanda Gutierrez from McPherson on the show a while back, and I mentioned I've had some students. I've got another student coming up in a couple of weeks who is a 
a gentleman, Francis Abate, who uh, had a career. He was kind of, I think he's probably in his 40s and decided, you know what? I love cars. I need to stop and do something. And he, he stopped this career and changed gears, went in another direction. And now he's about to graduate in December from McPherson. And he'll launch his new career in restoring and working on old cars, which is brilliant. So it's never too old to have a dog learn a new trick, as they say. So uh, <laughs> Chase your dream, chase your dream. That's good. Exactly, exactly. So I encourage people to go and look up McPherson, M-C-P-H-E-R-S-O-N College. Check out what they have. If you have a young person in your life, or if you want to make a change in your life, go check out that website. Let's talk about the cars, because of course... The Pebble Beach Concord Elegance is about people, but it's also about these incredible cars. And I would love for you to walk us through the featured marks that we're going to see this year. This is the most exciting part for me because I always say, I wonder what's going to be on the lawn. What are we going to see? And having gone 31 years in a row, my wife says, you know, you've done this show like 30 years in a row. Why do you keep going back? She's a wonderful woman. She's put up with me for 35 years, but she's just not into cars. And I say, because it's always different. There's always new cars there. So walk us through, and I want you to start with a mark that is near and dear to your heart, the Bentleys, because this is a very special year for Bentley, isn't it? Well, it's amazing that it's kind of the last big centennial, if you think about, you know, walking through all the marks and how many years ago, decades ago, that, it, you know, Mercedes-Benz started all the centennials. And this year, it's the Bentley centennial, and we're celebrating with six classes of Bentleys, 54 cars from that single mark. Uh, WO should be pretty happy up there, you know. And <laughs> Big smiles coming down. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, the cars are separated by class sort of by sort of, you know, their grunty horsepower and engine size. So, you know, we have an early three liter class, you know, including the first car that WO ever sold to a customer. And the great four and a half liters, you know, Tim Birkin's prototype blower and a whole bunch of supercharged cars. And then near and dear to me are just those, those big old speed six, you know, kind of the cars that, you know, the bad Bentley boy, you know, in a good way, you know, those, those cars come roaring and I just love to see those. And we'll have all the team cars, you know, one, two, and three, the car that was thought for years to be known and still known as the blue train. Our poster car is just a fantastic, very original eight liter, you know, stunning Vendemplatur. And then we get into the beautiful coach built Darby Bentleys and including, I think, you know, the most famous one, the Embaricos, the, the poor two body car. And then ending up with some great post-war Bentleys, you know, the Grobber, you know, Park Ward, Mulliner, all those sort of more stately cars. So I think it tells the whole Bentley story. Oh, well, yeah, I think so. That is fabulous. Next up, let's talk about another centennial, Zagato. Yeah, I mean, there must have been a lot going on in 1919 with, you know, and also, strangely, 1919 is the birth year of Pebble Beach. And so it's also this year the centennial of Pebble Beach on top of it. Wow. I didn't realize that. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Zacato's kind of amazing because it's still in the care, you know, family members. And Andrea Zagato will be here again as an honorary judge. And what we've really tried to do is bring together as many marks as possible to show 
you know, what a coach builder can do with entirely different cars, you know, where they start. So, of course, we have Alfa Romeos, Ferraris, Fiat, Maserati, but we also have, you know, an ACA Bristol, a regular Bristol, Lancia, of course, an Aston Martin and Lamborghini. So you'll see what that eye of the coach builder, what that touch can do and how it changes mark to mark, which I'm looking forward to seeing myself. I love Zagato, the body styles as they relate to different cars, you know, that double bubble top. I mean, it's just, oh, beautiful. Now here, and I think maybe we can talk about a little special surprise today. You tell me, but we're going to move next into Bugatti. Tell us what we can expect to see. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, it is the 110 years of Bugatti. I can't believe, you know, getting old at the decades are rolling by quickly. <laughs> Scary, I can't isn't believe it? it was 10 years ago. Yeah, for their centenary. So, you know, we have a beautiful class of coach built type 57s from all sorts of, you know, just beautiful coach work and the lovely, you know, lines that you see on these different cars. But the big surprise is that we have been able to get together all four of the really, gosh, they're just so exciting, these Grand Prix Type 59 cars. And what, you know, the race histories on these cars and the seeing the four of them together. And I'm really looking forward to that. I've been to visit each one of these in their home garage, so to speak, but never seen the four of them together. Yeah, you know what I see here, what I'm envisioning? You go back to 1985 when the Pebble Beach Concours had those Bugatti Royales. First time ever all together, maybe the, ever since they were all together. I think they were in one place once or something. But, you know, the fact that you're going to bring these incredible Bugatti race cars together, it kind of reminds me of that time period. I know the Royales are pretty darn special. And that was an amazing display. But that's kind of how I feel here. And since I love racing, I think it's got me even more excited. Well, when you think about some of the cars, you know, I mean, one of them was, you know, originally sold to Earl Howe, who, you know, what a great race history. He was a, you know, big client of Tori Bugatti. And he raced the car, you know, at Monaco Grand Prix. I think all the cars are 1933 and all these fantastic races in the mid 30s. It just takes you back in time. And, and the way they're put together it's like you can see the machine and just, it, they're like jewelry. I, they fascinate me. I'm a taller gal, you know, over six feet tall. So I don't even think I could get in and actually <laughs> drive one. I wish I could. Yeah. But it must be uh, really exciting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The last great racers that could also be driven on the road, which is pretty fascinating. Well, let's move on to an interesting mark, Thomas Flyer. Yeah, they are you know, I think most famously the car that, you know, the New York to Paris round the world car, I mean, in 1907, <laughs> I think about people doing some of these recreation events now and how difficult and grueling it is. Yes. And then to think of what they did in 1907. I can't imagine. Yeah. Yeah. That it must've been quite the harrowing epic journey. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Harrowing for sure. Yeah, incredible. So Thomas Flyer, so will there be, you have a rough idea of how many of those cars that will be there and maybe uh, kind of an idea for those listeners of putting it up, they can look it up online, of course, but what Thomas Flyer was all about? Well, you know, they were kind of, I mean, those cars were prepared 
And, you know, if you think about the Thomas Flyer and the epic journey that it took, I mean, they decided to do that journey and prepared the car, I think, in less than a week. Wow. And, <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, they're going to travel 22,000 miles. Yeah. It was the world's, I mean, longest automotive event. And they're, you know, big, 70 horsepower, you know, four cylinder. It's just amazing. And, and they're big. They're really, there's some scale to them. And even if you don't like early cars, I really recommend going and taking a look at this and thinking what they had to do. And they were pretty successful cars in their day, you know, in the early days of motoring and racing. Sure, no doubt. Now we move to France and talk about, and if I say his, right, his name right, Edouard Bellot. And those beautiful cars between 1919 and 1932. This is an interesting group, an interesting mark. Well, you know, the Bellows have a fantastic indie history. I mean, I really like the tie-in, you know, with motoring history in, you know, in our country. And the trio that we have are some of the earliest Bellows that were specifically created for Indy. And the earliest car we have in the group was basically significantly made, you know, right before the First World War when Ernest Bellow, you know, started doing all of this. And he had this guy, the Swiss engineer, I think his name was Ernest Henry. And he was, helped them develop, you know, they were straight eights and just big, grunty. They're not that big, but they were very, very well-powered. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, it's going to be fascinating. And thank you for fixing my French here, my, my high school French teachers, for saying Ballot. So I'm going to get that right when I'm on the lawn so I don't embarrass <laughs> myself at all. I must have been surfing that day in class that we studied that word. I, am a fe I have a feeling. I think I skipped a few classes, French classes, to go surfing. But eh, it's what happens when you're five blocks from the beach or when your high school's five blocks from the beach. <laughs> <laughs> The siren call of the surf, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. Well, you could stand in my high school field, the football field, up on the bleachers, and you could see the surf at Wind and Sea. It was a very bad thing for those of us who like to surf. So, <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Well, let's move to Italy because one of my favorite sports cars is the Lamborghini Mura. And I understand you guys were kind of hit with a little surprise. You had some very beautiful Muras request to be on the lawn, and it's ended up making a whole class of cars, right? Yeah, we have five really beautiful cars, and one of them is coming from Liechtenstein, so that's sort of interesting. But And I just think that they're sort of iconic, don't you think? I mean, you know, it changed the way people thought about what was beautiful design. Mm -hmm. Right. I think it's one of the most beautiful sports cars ever designed, and I've had the very good fortune of driving one. I just remember this having the engine right behind my head. It's kind of like driving a 07 Ford GT with that engine right there and the sounds. And of course, though, compared to the Ford GT, you're in a very old car. So very different attitude about driving it. But when you walk up to that car, the presence, I can't wait to see these five cars because I've seen a lot of Lamborghini mirrors in person. But I know that for your lawn, these are going to be the best of the best of the best. So I love the fact that they created a whole class. That was kind of a neat find. Yeah, and you know, you think, oh, these cars may be quite similar, but they all come from very interesting owners. You know, some have been well-raced, some haven't. 
But one of the things, you know, I've always liked mirrors. And one of the things I never really knew was that, you know, the designer, Gandini, was only 22 years old. I know, I know. And I guess you can kind of see that youthfulness reflected in, you know, this kind of svelte, interesting mirror body. You know, it's so different than anything before. And it's important to keep that in mind when you, you know, you look at them and you realize this is 1967. I know. Incredible. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's just marvelous. Can't wait to see those. And last but not least, you're going to have some hot rod cover cars on the lawn. This is very cool. Well, you know, we have a great member of our selection committee, Ken Gross, and I'm sure you've had him with, you know, had the joy of talking to him. I mean, Ken is so passionate and what a great guy for the hobby in general. I mean, he'll help anyone. And so, you know, the whole hot rod cover car class is sort of Ken's brainchild. And the way he thought about it was, you know, there's these hot rod magazine covers and the cars that, you know, made it to the cover, you know, did so for a good reason. And he said, what if we feature, you know, I mean, he wanted to feature like 25 cars, of course. <laughs> yeah. You know, Ken. <laughs> I got, I got a, yeah. Kicking and screaming, we got down to eight. But And so each one of these cars will be displayed on the lawn with a mural of the cover of the magazine that they were on behind them. So, you know, it'll sort of be like everybody's dream, like they collected the magazine and read all about the car. And then all of a sudden you've got, you know, the magazine cover and the car in person together. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Well, this sounds like an incredible lineup along with all the other vehicles that'll be there. Thank you for walking us through that. Now, you've been traveling a lot. You do travel a lot. You do a lot of car events. You travel to look at cars. Before we jump into the next section here, can you tell us a little bit about how much fun you've had this year so far? We're halfway through, a little over halfway through. Where has Sandra and Martin been? (laughs) Well, you know, we ended the year last year at a really lovely concours in Dubai. And, you know, interesting mix of cars, obviously a lot more supercars, you know, than traditional Concord cars. January seems to always take us to, you know, Arizona for the auctions and and seeing all sorts of great friends along with the cars. I mean, it's fun to see what, how the auctions do and which cars are capturing more interest. And then, you know, on to Cavallino and of course, Retromobile in Paris, which is, if you haven't been, I highly recommend it. It's a fantastic event, and they have a lot of great memorabilia and automobilia, but fantastic car displays. We did a new Concours last year in Malta, and, you know, a smaller group of cars, but great enthusiasts there. Some car culture, and nice rally and Concours in Kyoto. Again, you can't these Japanese collectors are such motorheads and they really know their cars and uh, know the histories, fantastic stewardship. And we've had fun. And as I mentioned, we, there was a one-off event in Monaco that's fantastic setting and Christian Philipson put the group of cars together and curated them marvelously, really interesting group of cars. So we do have fun. And it's fun to see how other people put their shows together and, you know, seeing collectors sometimes at other events that maybe don't travel as often with their cars. And that's one reason we go is just to say, have you ever thought about coming to Pebble Beach and, you know, making people feel really welcome and trying to get them to make a big journey with their car. 
That is a big journey. Your passport uh, must be full of many, many stamps. And uh, you mentioned Japan. Uh, years ago, I was at the Matsuda collection back when that collection was together. Uh, yeah. And uh, talk yeah. about motorheads. And uh, it was fun to be there. A little known fact about me, Sander, I was made in Japan. So, uh, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's stamped somewhere <laughs> on my behind, I think. I can't see it. But yeah, I was actually made in Japan. Yeah. My folks were over there. Well, Martin and I own a Matsuda car. So oh, our, okay. Our, uh, yeah, our uh, Jaguar SS100 was in his collection for 30 years, I think. Uh, yeah, so. he had an amazing um, collection of cars. Wow. Very, yeah. very cool. So, Sandra, up next, I want to talk about all the events that surround the Pebble Beach Concours that people can enjoy. So uh, before we do one last polish and wipe of the car here, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. When you want proven performance, there's one brand that's been around since 1938. That's Edelbrock, building the finest American-made performance products for the street and track. Edelbrock's products are designed and dyno-proven to deliver maximum results. Edelbrock has thousands of made-in-the-USA performance products for all makes and models. From their new AVS2 carburetor and innovative ProFlow 4 EFI for your muscle car or truck. To superchargers for your daily driver and more, visit Edelbrock.com to check out the latest products for your ride. And when you're ready to check out, enter Cars Yeah in the coupon code and get 10% off your order. That's Edelbrock, automotive performance since 1938. You take care of your cars, but who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important, too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy, too. Learn more at chrisvkimble.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at carsyeah.com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah website at carsyeah.com. All right, Sander, we are back. The car's looking good, rolling onto the lawn. And what do you see happening in the collector car market these days? What kind of changes have occurred over the past year that you're seeing with all your travels and all the people you talk to? And even more importantly, how do you see the future of the collector car market looking in the coming years? Well, one way I look at it is, and I've been doing this recently because in 2020, we're going to, it's the 70th anniversary of the Pebble Beach Concours, and we're going to in, invite back a number of our best of show winners. And looking back over the last, you know, 68 winners, you can see a shift in cars and interest just by looking at the winners. And I think the same thing is happening now. You know, we had a number of years where a more formal 
chauffeur-driven Rolls-Royce with quite a large body was, you know, the top card, absolutely what people wanted to have. And then there were bigger classic era touring cars. And then it seemed to be very small classic era, you know, stunning Alfa Romeo or smaller Bugattis. And so, you know, we see it reflected in our best of show winners. We see, of course, on the field now at Pebble Beach, we have half of our cars are post-war. And it used to be out of the, you know, out of 24 classes, we had two coach built, you know, we had two uh, Ferrari classes and that was it. And now, you know, fully half the field is post-war. And so, you know, I think we see that in the hobby, a lot more interest in the post-war sports cars. Interestingly, a lot of younger collectors into pretty, you know, older vintage cars with big horsepower, big grunty cars. So it's not just the new stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I remember you think back to uh, Jules, one of his opinions on cars. It wasn't in that high caliber unless it had a chauffeur driving it. (laughs) That was the whole concept of the really magnificent cars back in the day. But right. do you think that's maybe because of age change that's occurred over the decades? You know, I think some of it is that. I mean, it's interesting to me that some of the half a dozen new collectors that are just starting to bring cars to Pebble Beach, thankfully younger, young enough to have young families, still collecting, you know, early cars with, I would say, significant race history, significant provenance is very interesting to some of the new collectors, you know, and that, I guess it's that, you know, very valid wanting to own a piece of history and imagining, you know, who sat in the seat of this car and raced it, you know, Fonjo or Sterling Moss or, you know, I mean, what a cool thing to own. I mean, not only is it a car and it's stunning and it, you can take it and do things with it, but you can think about all the places the car has been and the people that have driven it. I mean, I see, I see that reflected in current collecting as well. Well, I think you're right. I just read in the uh, newest Haggerty magazine, Jay Leno's column, about that he buys cars that have a story behind them, a person behind them. And it could be as simple as some old movie director that's had a car since the 50s and hardly ever driven it to a famous race car driver that's driven a car. So Don't you think that, I think that humanizes it and personalizes it in a way that, you know, even if a car is over 100 years old, you can somehow connect with it because you can connect with what the car has done and it doesn't seem so far away from today's reality. Well, that's exactly right. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah, it's what I said that really these car events are about people. That's really what it always comes back to over and over again. Let's talk about, along with the Concours, what are some of the other things that the visitors to the Pebble Beach Concours d'Elegance will get to see and experience. And since I've been going so many years, I've kind of got this whole week dialed in. It's very hard to hit everything. I can't hit everything, of course, but I hit a lot of stuff. And last year, I brought a photographer with me that had never been. And I think by day three, the guy said, I'm worn out. When is this going to end? And I said, <laughs> you got a lot more days to go, buddy. Get your running shoes on because we're up at, you know, 430 in the morning and a bed at 11 at night. And he couldn't believe it. So let's start with Thursday, August 15th. There's a nice little tour that's happening, right? Yes. Well, and Thursday starts early. And I agree with you, Mark. For some reason, great cars 
and sleep deprivation somehow go together. It's, you know, we're all tired and I know that the, the owners are just as tired. Everybody's trying to go so many places, but Thursday morning starts early and, you know, in Pebble Beach near the polo, old polo fields at the old start finish of the Pebble Beach road races. And great way to see the cars. Owners are relaxed. It's not a judging day. And they start a great tour through the Monterey Peninsula, going all the way down into Big Sur and ending back up in Carmel over the lunch hour, which is a great way to see the cars and walk around and doesn't cost anybody anything. So if for some reason somebody can't you know, afford to come to Pebble Beach the day of show, you're going to see you know, more than half the cars in Carmel on Thursday. Yeah, it's a fabulous event. Fun to be there early to watch the cars roll out or find a path. You can go online and find the route and you can sit there and watch them drive by, which is a wonderful way to see them in action and hear them go by. There's another event that starts from up here where I live, north of me in Kirkland and heads all the way down to Pebble. It's a group of people that are driving in what's called the Pebble Beach Motoring Classic that arrives at the lodge. So tell our listeners a little bit about that adventure. Well, it's a 10-day drive from the Seattle area, from Kirkland, all the way down to Pebble Beach. And this year, we have about 50 cars participating, and they have a great time. I mean, by the time these people get to Pebble Beach, they're all old friends. And I always recommend it to, see, this is good for you. You could do this with your wife. For you know, gentlemen that complain that their wife doesn't enjoy the car events, and sometimes people don't enjoy them. We never complain. <laughs> Don't well, let that out. People say they, you know, they don't, their wife doesn't enjoy them. And yeah. I say, well, maybe because she doesn't know anyone. Yes. And the Pebble Beach Motoring Classic, along with great cars and great scenery, nice people, and a fantastic way to get to know the car hobby. Yeah, it's cool. And the last few years I've been there when they've rolled up to the front of the lodge, you know, and everybody's getting out of the car. They look a little weary, but they all have huge smiles. They're all laughing, having a great time. You can see the cars. It's really, really cool. Now, another really great event that runs during the Pebble Beach Concours Week is Pebble Beach Retro Auto. Tell our listeners a little bit about that. It's at the Inn Spanish Bay. It's really cool. Yeah, you know, it's in the Inn Spanish Bay ballrooms. And Retro Auto, Pebble Beach Retro Auto is really, it's sort of a celebration of everything automotive or sort of the automotive lifestyle. So you can find... You know, fantastic old collectibles, posters, clothing, and, you know, anything automotive. And the vendors, they come from all over the world, and they each have their own specialty. And it's a great place to buy something fun for, you know, that hard-to-gift person. But it's also a sort of a look back on, wow, you know, these items were made back in the teens or 20s. And people, you know, having a car was a big deal. And... You know, I recommend going there. Yeah, it's really fun. Usually my wife says, buy yourself a birthday and Christmas present, would you? <laughs> and bring it back. And then by the time my birthday and Christmas comes around in uh, December and January, I've forgotten what I bought. And, oh, thank you, honey. How did you know? So, uh, yeah, it's a great place. Now, how about, you know, there's lots of auctions happening during that week. But the key one that's related with you guys is a magnificent company, Gooding & Company. That's another part of this whole adventure, right? It sure is. And David Gooding and his team just have this year, I just got the catalog a couple of days ago and what a selection of cars. Really, I don't know how he's got all these great, a lot of beautiful sport, you know, post-war sports cars with fantastic histories. 
And it's just a fun thing to go watch these cars go by and see the people bidding in the room. And I would highly recommend it. Yeah, the auctions are interesting and fun. And even if you're not able to, Ferris Bueller said, not have the means to buy a car at an auction, just being there, <laughs> the electric presence. I'll tell you something, Sandra. I The year I did take my daughter and my wife, my son has been coming with me for years. He's a car guy. But my daughter, my wife, eh, not so much. But I did convince them. And the one event, or the events they enjoyed the most were the auctions. They got very excited. I said, well, you guys are probably bored. Do you want to go? No, we want to stay. This is fun. I like watching people spend all this money. So, uh, yeah, just don't raise your hand, Mark. That's all they ask. But, uh, yeah, very cool. And another event is the Pebble Beach Classic Car Forum presented by AIG and Bridgepoint. Talk a little bit about that. It's also at the Inn at Spanish Bay. Well, it's a great way. If you go over there to Retro Auto, you can walk through all the ballrooms and see all the automobilia and then make your way down to the fairway level where we have a large tent. And, you know, there's so many great car people here during the week. And they're already here and they're talking cars and they're talking their specialty. And so what happens at the Classic Car Forum is, you know, we've asked some of those people that are already here to come and talk. And, you know, of course, we have Jay Leno coming and Wayne Carini. And we've got some Paul Ingrassia is leading a forum with Miles Collier, you know, about, you know, the evolution of the car. You know, we talk about what cars are going to be interesting in the future. There's all sorts of forums and it's all up on our website. And um, you need to RSVP just so, you know, we make sure that everybody has a seat. But most of them are free. So a couple of them have a charge, and but most of them are free. And it's, I know Spike's here with Adam Carolla, and there's all sorts of different groups. It has, starts on Thursday. There's some people on Friday and on Saturday. So there's a lot of different times to go. Yeah, absolutely. It's a really fun way to get up close and personal with a lot of these heavy hitters in the car world. And listen to what they have to say, and some of them have questions and answers as well. So they are really worth adding to your list of things to do. No, and, and you know, Friday morning we've got Patrick Dempsey and Hurley Haywood. Mid-morning should be really interesting. I just watched that movie about Hurley, and I wish I could get over there on Friday. So yeah, yeah. don't miss that. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, Hurley's been a guest on the show here twice. Uh, I haven't had Patrick Dempsey yet. I got to get him. He's kind of hard to nail down, you know, these actors. But yeah, incredible event. Those guys, uh, incredible racers, endurance racers, for sure. Now, this might be a tough question for you, Sander, but is there, if you could pinpoint one thing that has you the most excited about this year's Concours, what would that be? Well, I will have to say we've got some fantastic Bentleys. And knowing some of these cars, because we've been working on this anniversary for at least five years. So in this group of, you know, 54 cars, there's at least a dozen that I've seen at some point, you know, in somebody's shop or, you know, I've been in the UK at Graham Moss's shop or I'm really excited to see them all together and to see, you know, how they're going to look. And of course, you know, having the team cars back together, having three very significant blowers together it's, I'm looking forward to seeing how that's all going to feel. Yeah, absolutely. Going to be fantastic. If you could offer a word or two of advice for somebody that's coming to the Concord this year, perhaps for their first time, what would that be? Well, you know, I think you touched on that earlier when you were talking about your photographer friend. You know, 
there's a lot going on all over the Monterey Peninsula. So many fantastic events. I don't suggest trying to get to all of them because you won't. So sort of pick your days, pick your path, stay in one area of the peninsula and try not to cross town, you know, um, and just say, okay, today, you know, we're just going to spend the whole day in Pebble Beach, go to Retro Auto, maybe go to a forum, come over to Peter Hay and see all the displays there and maybe stop by Infinity where they have their Japanese Concor event that's really interesting. And uh, just, you know, sort of do it in pockets. The day itself, the day of the Pebble Beach Concor, first of all, it can be bright and sunny in the morning or soupy fog in the morning. It could be either. And then it could swap in the middle of the day. And get very so warm. So come yeah. prepared <laughs> to, you know, have fog and or sun back and forth. You know, of course, it's a big field. Uh, we're on a golf course. There's a lot of uneven ground naturally. So, you know, wear comfortable shoes and be ready. I mean, you know, going out to see over 200 cars is what a day. What a fantastic, you know. But, yeah, wear layers and bring your patience because we're certainly not a stadium event. So, you know, parking is out in, you know, residential areas. And, and even if you park in a stadium, it takes a long time to get out after a concert or a ball game. Same thing here. So, yeah, you know, it's just you bring a lot of people together and takes time sometimes, but it's all worth it. Absolutely. It's well worth it. I always tell people, pace yourself, take time to enjoy the cars. And that's why it's important to pick your battles and stay in one place because, yeah, getting around the city, if you think you're going to be at one thing in the morning and drive all the way out to the racetrack or something in the afternoon, uh, you may not get there. So uh, pick your battles, that's for sure. By the way, speaking of Japanese cars and that Infinity display up there, I'm working with one of your colleagues to get Ed Lowe, who's put that together on the show here this week. So keep your fingers crossed we can make that all happen. But that'll be a really cool display. So, all right, Sandra, uh, we're up to the checkered flag. I've kept you a long time, but I really appreciate it. We had so much to cover today. I've asked you this question twice now, and I want to see if it's changed over the past few years. This is what I call my question that could be a real doozy. I'm going to buy you any cool collector car on the planet. You're a lady who has seen many, many more collector cars than most people have. But there are rules to this game that make it a little bit of a challenge or maybe not for you. We'll see. You can't sell it to buy a bunch of other cars with. You have to drive it. But I don't think that's a problem for you. You like to be on the road. But here's the kicker. It's the only cool collector car you can have in your garage. Now, I remember what you told me last time we spoke. I want to see if it's changed any. Well, you know, I think we've spoken a couple of times and, you know, I mean, an 8C Alf is just a machine that fascinates me and, and the sound, the looks. I think I've answered with an 8C Alf at least once. Kind of going back to our conversation earlier, you know, I think that I might want to own a piece of history. And I think about, you know, old number one, you know, the Bentley Speed 6, it's a gurney nutting two-seater car. And I know that Wolf Bernardo and Tim Burke both raced it. And I just think about, wow, you know, back in the 20s, everything that happened, you know, and it was at Le Mans, it was at Brooklyn's, and it kind of an interesting car. You know, sadly, you know, it did have, I think, very late, like in the 30s, somebody was killed in the car. And I can't think of the fellow's name right now. But um, the car got rebuilt after the big crash. And I mean, that's an interesting, on a Bentley year, I thought, you know, that might be something. And it's obviously a car that you could go to many events with. And I would fit. 
Uh, yeah, definitely. That's yeah. yeah. Unlike one of those Type 59s because they're so beautiful, and that would be more like on display, and I wouldn't be able to drive it. So. I guess that's my finish line answer for you. There you go. Well, I like it. I like the fact that like a fine wine, you may have matured a bit and your taste is evolving, which is always a good thing. That's a hard question to answer, especially for someone like you. So I like that. Well, Sandra, you have taken us on another great ride around the lawn here, the 18th Green. I've really enjoyed reconnecting with you again. I can't wait to see you on the lawn at Pebble. Coming up here, I want to thank you for sharing your journey. Could you offer us one little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you drive off down the coast highway in that old number one Bentley Speed 6. Well, as you look around at all these cars, and I hope all of you get to come to Pebble Beach, just pinch yourself because (laughs) enjoy the moment. It's all about that first-person experience. And put your phone down, close your eyes, and think about all the history that surrounds you. Yes, history indeed. And the best way I'll remind our listeners to learn more about the Pebble Beach Concord Elegance is go to pebblebeachconcord.net. I'll have links to that. There's all sorts of information there about the event, the week. Everything is there for you to prepare and have some fun. I hope I see you there. I know I'll see you, Sandra. Um, Thank you again for being so generous with your time. I know this is a very busy time for you. I think in our (laughs) pre-show chat, you talked about being a swan. On the outside, you look very elegant and poised, but underneath, you are paddling right now. Very, very fast. I think that's great. <laughs> well, I'm just so excited to see all the cars and all the great folks that take care of them. Absolutely. It's, it's so fun. So Me thank too. you. Oh, you're welcome. I can't wait. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you at the Pebble Beach Concours d'Elegance. Hey, Mark Green here from Cars Yeah. Did you know you can now see me on the Cars Yeah TV show? It's a weekly visit to some of my past Cars Yeah podcast guests, and I take you along for the ride. You go behind the garage door and into their lives, their businesses, and you get to see what makes them successful. With tens of millions of viewers, Cars Yeah TV is making its mark. Cars Yeah TV is available on Mav TV and Lucas Oil Racing TV. You'll find Mav TV on Direct TV. Fubo TV, Fios by Verizon, or you can stream it through Lucas Oil Racing Television online. And they said I only had a face for podcasting. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!